Welcome to DevReady Podcast, where we're helping non-techs build better tech. Today, we're joined by uh, Carmen Williams. She is the co-founder of Global Teams. They have over 100 VAs in the Philippines and support many businesses in terms of how they get more efficient with um, offshore teams. Carmen, thank you for joining us. Um, it's always fascinating to learn how we might do business differently, and definitely this is an area that's been pretty hot over the last three, four years, probably grew significantly during COVID, I would imagine, as we became more comfortable with working with teams in a that were not in a remote that were in a remote environment and not within our office. Um, Carmen, thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolute p- pleasure, Andrew. Now, before we get into things, tell me a bit about your background and how did you end up in the world of global teams? Where did it all come from? Well, like all good businesses, or not all, um, I, the business started by accident. So I was doing healthcare consulting, running my own business, and I just grew my own virtual assistant team. And then I had some people, other business owners say, hey, Carmen, it's working for you. Uh, you know, I've tried it before myself and it didn't work. Could you help us? And so I looked at my business partner and we um the naan and thought, I might distract us. Or they're a good client, we'll do it for them. And then before we knew it, like more people started coming to us. And so it's distracted us so much as now our primary business. Um, and we've got over 100 people in the Philippines supporting business owners all around the world, um, but uh, primarily in Australia. Like uh, many businesses and great ideas, sometimes we stumble across them and it's listening to our customers. <laughs> it's a pivotal piece there. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes our customers are the, the best part of um, our business, right? Yeah. So as we're looking to build new technology, look at business models, listen to customers, that's a key thing. How long has that taken to get to 100 VAs? So Global Teams has been around for okay. four years yeah. now, um, and I can confidently say that six years ago I didn't even know what a virtual mm. assistant was. So, like, it's been quite a um, trajectory, uh, but um, I've, I've enjoyed it all because, you know, I get to meet mm-hmm. awesome business owners and awesome people in the Philippines and get them working really well together. So yeah, it's brilliant. quite fun. So for the people that don't know what a VA is, can you describe that for us? What's a, what's a virtual assistant? Yeah. So a virtual assistant is a really smart person. <laughs> in our case, it's in the Philippines. I know you have um, a tech team in yeah. Nepal as well. Um, and so our virtual assistants, almost all of them have tertiary qualifications. They, they um, really value their, these jobs. Um, they're, they're dedicated and they want to work with nice business owners and be able to share their mm-hmm. skills. So um our team have got weird and wonderful backgrounds, like as I shared with you before we went live. I'm a scientist. Well, you know, I've got team members that are mathematicians and lawyers and chemical engineers. Um, and so we're all using our transferable skills in, in a different setting. So what it means for business owners is that you've got access to like super intelligent people to support you in your business administration, social media marketing, customer service, like virtual assistants can do so much. When you sort of people come to you from a, a virtual assistant perspective, what's the first thing that pe- most people are looking for? Or is it just uh, anything and everything in between? Yeah, so I, I guess it depends on where the business owner is um, at, at that stage. And so some business owners are in the growth stage. And I know like many of your audience are, and so in the growth stage, they're often looking for someone to help spread the word about their services, um, often through LinkedIn marketing, for example. We've got many, many clients whose virtual assistants help them with LinkedIn marketing. So it's about, you know, getting the word out there. Um, so the marketing side. 
once the business is more established, sometimes it's then the operational side. It's like, oh, I've got too much work. I can't handle it all. So it's administration. It could be like level one tech support, customer service, that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. Um, And then as the businesses get even more mature, sometimes they come to me and go, look, my business is great. I'm getting so many referrals, like things are going well, but I want it to be even better. So now I want to up my market. It would make sense if it goes out to sales and marketing because most businesses, what are we looking for? More sales, more um, customers. That's generally where people stand, yes. and then when it gets too busy, they go back to how do we fix our operations because uh, yes. now we've grown too big, now we can't support our customers, and then we fix that, and then we just go around in circles. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we get up the stairs as a business or as a business model. When it comes to marketing, um, what are the things that people are doing? Is it more that LinkedIn space, social sort of world, or where does it sort of stem? Yeah, so I think like LinkedIn's mm. huge. Um but obviously, it depends on the client's okay. business. So um, our virtual assistants can work across, you know, all of the main platforms. In fact, fun fact, the Philippines, um, people in the Philippines spend more time on social media than any other person in mm. any country, apparently. So, you know, the, the, the virtual assistants come with quite a lot of knowledge, even personal knowledge about social media. Um, the key thing with getting someone to support you with social media or marketing in general is you need to own the strategy and you actually need to create your core content. So do your own videos, write your own words because your virtual assistant's amazing, but they're not the expert. Like you know your people, you know your messages and people want to hear from you. So so you set the strategy, you create your content. Your virtual assistant does the rest. They distribute it. They make it look sexy. They do some video editing, stick it in Canva and then spread the word out. So that's the key thing to remember, whatever platform you that's a, That's a fun fact from the world of uh, Arium. We learned that pretty quickly. So as we we started as um, obviously a tech business, building tech resources, so we're more in the operational space. And then we thought, let's add some marketing people to this frame. Uh, so we went the other way around. Um, and then well, it's a very big lesson that, yes, we still need to own the strategy, still need to really drive the content direction. And then once people got really their head around what we were doing, it became a lot easier. So keeping people is also very yes. important. Um, so in terms of... If I'm going to start working with a virtual assistant, if it's in the marketing space, own the strategy, how do I work with them? Is it day-to-day I'm communicating? Is it teams? Is it all of the above? What seems to work well? So it's a really good question. So the communication is like the number one thing, the communication, the relationships. And that's what we really love supporting business owners and virtual assistants with because you can get two intelligent people together, but if you're not communicating, like it can make or break it. Um, And so to communicate, um, what we usually do is we tap into the client's existing system, so existing tech stack. And if you need something extra, we can make a recommendation. So, um, you know, when your virtual assistant starts, I would recommend that um, the business owner have a chat with the virtual assistant mm-hmm. daily, um, face-to-face on Zoom or whatever platform is your, your choice. And after that, the frequency actually reduces. Um, we also suggest the virtual assistant send an end-of-day report, which just ties up the de- end of the day in a nice bow, which says, you know, things I've worked on today, things I'm planning on doing tomorrow, and any outstanding mm-hmm. questions. And then you need a messaging platform for those um, more, you know, uh, 
shorter interactions which are like hey what do you think about this could you proofread this before I send it out or whatever it is um, and so what we do is we meet with the business owner and the virtual assistant weekly while all that is establishing to make small tweaks in it because we know small tweaks in the communication and the setup can make a big difference to the outcome. I think that's important and as you work with people in any remote environment even within a one-on-one setting communication is key uh, if we're not really communicating to the person this is what we need this is what we're thinking or even looking at how we might portray that when you're working with a virtual assistant how much hands-on might they get you mentioned strategy is not really something they might drive into but are there people out there that would assist in that space yeah Yeah, look i think (laughs) yes but Let's put it this way. I am a delegation queen. I love getting people to support me with things. I've got 12 virtual assistants just oh, wow. for my business. That's not even for the <laughs> client's businesses. Yeah. Um, yes. But this, yeah. I still set my own marketing yeah. strategy and I still produce almost yeah. all of my yeah. own content. So, um, yes, I've got a number of people in my marketing team and they'll come to me with ideas and, and all things like that. And so we've got a lot that we do to support you and your virtual mm-hmm. assistant to like up that initiative side. Um, but even then I still have oversight. I don't just hire mm-hmm. someone who goes, oh, yeah, I've done marketing and go, mm-hmm. here you go, could you just market mm-hmm. my business? Because the reality is, is I'm talking to the business owners. I know what their mm-hmm. problems are more than mm-hmm. anyone else. That's fair. That's probably for most businesses that we're talking to today is, they wouldn't understand their business better than anyone else will. And then communicating that and getting yeah. them to learn that is difficult. Um, otherwise, you need to hire a, a top-end um, marketing manager to drive that and then get ownership of that particular item. And, and mm. Andrew, that's yeah. a model that some of our more established businesses actually mm-hmm. use because that's a really mm. good point where they have a marketing mm-hmm. manager and then their marketing manager yes, has a virtual makes assistant. sense. Okay. Yeah. In terms of... Once we have established one or two virtual assistants, um, finding good people can be challenging. How do you go about that? What's the process to actually find people in the first place? Yeah, so it's a really good question. So we get hundreds of applicants a week. Um, and I recently got the recruitment team to do an analysis to find out where they were coming from. And they are coming from yeah. all sorts of places. So we've, we've, we've got a really broad mm-hmm. net. You know, we've got Facebook ads, online plot platforms, referrals mm-hmm. from existing people. We've got like husbands and wives and cousins and all sorts of people, you know, working in the business. And so we've got a really wide net and we're really getting a reputation over in the Philippines for being a, you know, place that people okay. want to work. So we've got no shortage in people applying. Um, and the challenge of the recruitment team is to filter those people and find mm-hmm. the gems, but not only find the gems, find the gems for that mm-hmm. role. So like I was just talking to a client um, and her role is very specific. And so, you know, we're finding a very specific person for her. Um, and so it, it's that finding the needle in the haystack, that, that's the challenge my recruitment team have. So we've got two full-time people. That's all they do every It's full-time, day. just recruitment. Yeah, well. So, mm. so in that mm. full-time recruitment, they obviously have a role in front of them. So they're not just recruiting for recruitment's sake, or are they just filling a backlog of people that potentially could be utilised? So we don't 
bit of both. So we keep people close. Um, So we keep the, you know, we find superstars and we keep them close to us. Um, But they also, you know, advertise for particular roles as well. So we've got some roles that are, you know, um, quite common in in our business. And so for those roles, we might be able to tap into the people that are close to us. And then we get some, you know, weird and wonderful ones, which we can advertise specifically for. So Weird and wonderful. What's a role that you've um, rolled out before that's been the most weird from your perspective? (laughs) most weird um i don't know what the most weird is but uh this one comes to mind just because it's today um she uh uh, this one i love i love learning about all the people doing cool things well you know we've got um clients in um in warehousing and we've got clients in e-commerce and this new client she does the in-between bit like the the automation the i don't even understand it like the connect the the technical connection part in between. I'm like, I never even thought about that. So, like, that sort of thing is just so, so integration exciting. sort of business between the both. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's all sorts of businesses. You'd be surprised as to what people do out there. Now, once we yeah. have good people in a VA role, what's it look like to retain them? I find um, when we go into offshore markets, it can be quite competitive. There could be a number of opportunities that exist in those spaces, especially for great people. Um, like any industry, if we find great people, sometimes retaining them can be a little bit of a challenge if you're not keeping them in the culture, keeping them fulfilled. What's What do you advise people yeah. to do there? It's, it's a great question. Um, and, like, obviously it's not a one-size-fits-all. People are motivated by different yes. things. Um, our, we've got two people. That, I call them VA lovers. <laughs> Um, their role is to love the client virtual assistants. And so sometimes they can detect things that the client might not not even be aware of, like maybe the virtual assistant's feeling overwhelmed or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Um, And I think in the industry there's a tendency to go the the client is right, the business owner's right, and the virtual assistant's wrong. And we don't take that approach. We're just like, okay, you're feeling Mm -hmm. overwhelmed. Let's, you know, explore what we can do. Maybe there's strategies the virtual assistant can do or maybe there's strategies the business Mm -hmm. owner can do. Or, or a bit of both. So it's about detecting things before they become too big because, you know, some virtual assistants just won't say anything to the business mm-hmm. owner um, and, and then just, you know, decide to go because it's easier than having a conversation. So we've got some strategies to detect it, but there's also preventative things. So I really recommend the virtual assistant goes to your team meetings, that you have chats about things that are not work occasionally. Um, uh, We've got all sorts of things to help the virtual assistants feel part of our team and not just the client's team. So for example, we had them meeting in person and, you know, with Global Teams t-shirts and we had like a whole, um, whole team virtual party and we run competitions and we have conversations in Slack. And so so to make them feel connected um, instead of just like a robot, you know, sitting in mm. there. Yeah, I imagine it could be a bit like that, especially if they're in they're remote working, so in their own homes or is it office space? How does it work for you? Yeah, so all our team work from okay. their own homes. Um, and 
And so we do random stuff. So I just had the idea. So I've got like this little um, birthday horny thing. Um, and I, I just like this morning I was sending messages to people that have been with us for a number of years, just like thanking them and whatever. And Christy, one of our virtual assistants, wrote back, going, oh, my God, I'm going to share this on Facebook. Like, you know, in the Philippines, no business, no no owner would ever do that. And so it's me just being silly and like thanking them, um, you know, individually. And so like it's, you know, you know that's not gonna you know be it in a bit but it's like just layers of things that we do to be able to support the virtual assistant and make them feel good it sounds like there's a key advantage obviously we can try and do it on our own but working with someone like yourself you have that layer of you're looking after the people as well as the company and themselves um because when you go and find and we were in this boat when we found one two people we started remotely and we found it over years, we built a remote team. They got bigger and bigger and bigger, and then eventually had to bring them into an yeah. environment, a space as they're working on projects. Um, it became a lot easier for us to manage, but it's probably bigger projects, not little tasks. There's slight variance there, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, keeping them engaged, keeping them part of the culture, getting them involved in what you're doing on a day-to-day or at least a monthly sort of catch-up with team and people across if you're an Oz team, which probably most of your business would be, I imagine. Um, I could be wrong, but, yeah, I imagine they might be. Um, just getting involved in the business, not just the tasks and the to-do, so they understand what they're actually doing for the business and what part of their role it's actually delivering. And they feel more valuable and they feel more knowledgeable about what the business is and does. Um, that I found quite beneficial when we're working with remote teams. Yeah. <laughs> and if you've got um, the bigger the team gets, you've obviously, I imagine you've been over to the Philippines and met the team, met people. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So I haven't met yeah. all of our team, yeah. um, but when I went over to the yeah. Philippines, I met people in various yes. areas um, and my internal team and, and us, we yeah. like we spent a yeah. week at some villa that was owned by some Filipino actress and so the team were really excited. Yeah. Um, and we didn't work. Like people go over there and, you know, let's, let's schedule training yes. and stuff. It's like, no, 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 this is about just like hanging out together and having fun. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was just so cool. You get to yeah. learn like about your team like in a different level yeah it's good to connect to them as people because i think when the virtual yeah. assistants we're working with them just maybe as just work predominantly and you find it a little bit difficult so if you yeah. are going to go visit and spend time with them connect to them as people i think that's a good good input for people to consider and try and do that weekly monthly with people too because we get a little bit lost in um, the more people we have in our teams the harder it is to connect yeah yeah so we've got a new person yes. in accounts. She's been with us, I don't know, for a month or so. And I've, I haven't had much to do with accounts until last week. And um, I just said to her, and we've been chasing, you know, late payers and, you know, improving our processes around that. And I just said to her, oh, I just realised I've never had a one-on-one chat with you. Like it's always in a group setting and we're chasing people that are, you know, late at paying, which is not, not fun at all. Pay. You know, so we've organised to have a chat yes. tomorrow. Just I don't know what we're going to chat about, but it's not going to be about people paying us late. I can let you know. Family, kids, what are you doing in your spare time? It's all, yeah, no work. <laughs> not an exciting topic for anybody, yourself or her. <laughs> Joyful. So... Now, if I'm starting out, I want to go and find a virtual assistant, I can obviously go onto things like Fiverr, uh, all those, freelancers.com. Um, why would we come to an organisation like yourselves? What sets you apart? Yeah, so it's a good question. So, um, like, let's let's face it. If you do it yourself, it's going to be cheaper. 
Um, but people come to us if they want support. So if they want support with the communicate with the scoping, because so many people get the scoping wrong at the start, they want support with the scoping. They want support in you know helping choose like the right person because there's so many people out there. You're you know you might get hundreds of people you know applying like who, who's the right, right person, um, and then support with you know the communication ongoing and and supporting your virtual assistant mm -hmm. as well. Um, so. There's two types of people that want that support. One is like people who are just like super, you know, mature in their business and they're like, I don't have time. Like I just, I know it's worth spending, you know, a little bit extra for this. And then there are other people who are like, this is my first time or I've done it before and it hasn't worked. I think I need the extra support so I can make mm -hmm. it work in my business. Yeah, so, just in both, yeah. both camps. But I think starting out is the most difficult part. <laughs> so doing it for the first time yeah. is... Not as easy as it sounds. Like just grab somebody and you spend time just burning through people, testing, understanding models. I think the valuable lessons you can learn from someone like yourself is like how to approach and work with someone in an offshore environment. The culture's different. I think it's a big thing people need to yeah. get out of grip on. Um, we're in Australia, whereas in the Philippines or any other part of the world, their culture's different. How they communicate is different. How they say that they're. Um, maybe uncomfortable with things is I'm not sure how the Philippines is, but I know the world of Nepal where we work is they don't like to say they're uncomfortable with something or something's wrong. So you've got to sort of crawl that out of them. So you've got to understand these things and you'll learn them over time. But I think someone like yourself will close the gap on how that might come together. Yeah. yeah, and I think it goes both sides. So it's supporting the business owners to understand where the virtual assistants are coming from, but also supporting the virtual assistants to understand where the business owners are coming True. from. So one of our most popular training um, modules yeah. that um, my, my love team ran um, was five weird things about Australians. <laughs> It's in Tagalog, so I don't really know what they said about us, but people okay. loved it. So, you know, it, it's about supporting the virtual yeah. assistants to go, what what is my business owner mm -hmm. thinking? Why do they want initiative? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, my Filipino business owner didn't mm -hmm. want that. So, yeah, yeah, it's just closing the gap, but that's a fair point on that side because um, I think we're stuck trying to understand them. They're probably just uh, they're as much trying to understand what the hell we're saying after that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, classic. <laughs> It's, so if someone wants to find out, maybe reach out to you, how do they get in contact, Carmen? Yeah, best way to check us out is globalteams.com.au. We've got a whole heap of resources there so you can check it out and, um, yeah, explore what a virtual assistant can do for you and you know, how to communicate with them and all, all that fun stuff. So That sounds yeah. good. So if you're ever interested in a VA or want to learn more, reach out to Carmen and the team. We had um, a lot of contact over the recent times and, yeah, great to talk to, very informative liking the marketing emails that come out. So, yeah, <laughs> obviously there's, there's a lot going on there. So there's a lot of information gets shared. So, yeah, very good um, team that's really got the handle on how to work with VAs. If you're running 100 virtual assistants, you're doing something right. Um, it's not an easy caper to get it right and actually serve certain support businesses. So well done on that effort. Um, but for anyone out there that's listening, from my perspective, um, virtual assistants or anyone in an offshore environment, yes, can be um, a great benefit to your business. Um, but you need the right people. Uh, that's one of the biggest challenges when you go down this path. And like any um, business, we're only as good as the people we have in it. Uh, so engaging and attracting the right people is important and having the support of someone like Karma could be quite beneficial, especially if you're starting out. 
So thank you, Kama, for joining us at DevReady Podcast. This be short, shut and sweet, but VAs, um, how they might support a business. So I really appreciate you sharing your experience. Yeah, pleasure. Thanks for having me, Andrew. Thank you.